Welcome back to In The Pink, the podcast with me, Natalie Pinkham. Now to a man who's been off the grid since his shock departure from one of the biggest clubs in the Premier League. Mauricio Pochettino is universally popular, and that's for good reason. He's incredibly modest about all he's done in transforming Tottenham Hotspur, and he loves England almost as much as we love him. He tells me about his childhood, his passion for the game, and why Energia Universal determines all he does. Don't worry, all will be explained. He also reveals a love for Formula One. So, as you can imagine, we've got on just great. But of course, the big question is where does Poch go next? I'll leave you to play detective to pick up on any clues. Okay, so here we are. You're looking good. You're looking rested. You're looking like a man on gardening leave. How are you feeling? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And yeah, I know I am okay. I am okay uh, enjoying my free time. Uh, but in the same time, watching football a lot uh, because it's our passion. And but trying to you know to mix uh, football, family, friends, uh, traveling. Uh, or do things that uh, you cannot do when when you are in focus on, on football and and when you are coaching. No? You've got to make the most of this opportunity, but presumably with the confidence that you will come back into football soon. Yes, I think uh, always. I'm um, now nearly after three, two months and a half. I think is uh, you start to feel fresh again and with uh, full energy. But at the same time, um, uh, it's, it's, it's important too to review everything. Uh, um, after seven years with no break, uh, I think it was important now to, to breathe a little bit um, and I think to, to spend time enjoying because life is life and sometimes we are so focused on 24 hours every day focusing in football and now spending time with family, friends doing things that you may be proposed to, to do. Um, and now I think it's, it's time um, to be better, to recovery, um, you know, to learn, because all is about always learning in life. So this is a blessing then. This is a good blessing. This is a good thing. You're making the most of your time off. Uh, now, we're sitting in a um, quite a smart corporate hotel in central London. It feels like a far cry from the farm back in, in Murphy in Argentina. Does it feel surreal to you sometimes to see where your life has come, where, where football has taken you? Yes, it's unbelievable because uh, I was talking before uh, and I, I had the opportunity in Argentina to meet with my, um, like a father, like was Marcelo in, in, in football, but uh, Jorge Grifa, uh, uh, that was the, the director of the academy when I was uh, a child. And uh, I remember he he said to me one day when I was uh, 15, 16, 17, I don't remember really exactly the, the when was, but uh, always remember that he said to me, uh, Mauricio, football is going to be open, um, let uh, football drive, uh, you be ready uh, to try to take the opportunity, but football is going to... Um, uh, to bring when where football won, is is that was I think was the always remember this uh, advice or that sentences because said 
you are going to fight or you are going to be maybe to plan to be in some uh, place or but football is going to drive you and football is going to bring where football believes that you deserve to be and look where we are now in london and speaking a little bit in english that uh, always was uh, tough for me to learn and and now uh, to have this possibility i think uh, i am so grateful about football and about life of course see i actually think you've always been able to speak good english and in this whole jesus translating for you is just <laughs> uh, it's just a cover actually you knew what everybody was saying it was smart smart move from you no 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 now now i think it's because i love to be with jesus and i think we uh, our relationship is is not only professional is 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 my friend and now uh, you know we we love to to spend time together um but of course um, to know really um understand and or to start to talk a, a different language and how was uh, when i was uh, i think for 40 40 year old and when i start to really learn i think um, with no lesson and i think always you need to have some help and jesus because he's so clever and and know very well um the language i think always in some point can can help me and and i feel safe with with him next to me um but i need to learn a lot um i think now is an opportunity to have some lesson but <laughs> but i rather to to be focused in this i am busy doing different things and but uh, yes uh, i think i am very grateful to to be here does it cast your mind back to your childhood? Was it a happy time? Obviously, football came in at a young age, about 13 years old. You, you're talking about uh, being spotted by Marcelo Bielsa. Um, and, but you were also studying at agricultural college. Is that true? Did, was that your plan B? No, I, I always loved the farm. I always to because my father, my parents, my grandfather all were working there. And um, I love the, the nature. I love the animals. I love the everything related with the, with the nature. And I was in a school uh, that was related with the with the farm. And like um, and um, because I think for me it's important. Not only football is uh, the education too. And always I push my my kid to to try to to uh, to inspire them too. Um, yes, but. Uh, but to be honest, football was my priority, and, and football was my my passion. Um, when I was uh, 13, 14, um, I was my friends going out. You know, the weekend. I remember the parties. Uh, you know, with 15 year old, uh, and rather to go uh, with my friends. I was uh, sleeping at, at home because uh, Sunday morning uh, I went. To, to play it's an important game and that is the reward is here no now and um, I think I am so happy that but only if you feel only if you feel that is your priority and um, when play football is more important that uh, be with your friends and go for party and dance or drink some you know beer or some uh, uh, coca-cola with your friends uh, um, I think only you can success if, if your priority always and, and is your passion and you show that is your passion. No? Yeah, well, c clearly a passion for you. You went quite a long way from home initially at the age of just 13. Tell us about the experience of, of living in that big room 
with sort of 20 or 30 yes. other boys um, under the stands? Is it, was it yes, almost like a youth hostel? Tell under us about stand, that. Yes. New, this is at Newell's Newell's Old Boys, all the stadium now is new one and everything changed. The other day I had the possibility to visit the, the new uh, uh, facilities and I saw a, a picture of myself in one of the rooms. Now they have uh, rooms that the individual and on the end two two players, but we were in a um, in a big room, more than twenty people, twenty players, uh, young, different age, and it was a massive experience. You know, it was tough, it was tough because no pri privacy, uh, was everything completely different. Uh, but it was an experience that, uh, you know, to make you stronger, um, gave the, you know, the power and the belief to to success because it's all about um, um, you are strong and you become mature enough to to survive in this atmosphere and this uh, place. If not, uh, you need to back uh, with your family and and go to the school again. <laughs> Did you get homesick? Uh, a, a little bit, yes, from the beginning, a little bit. Um, was tough because I was 13 year old, um, after 14 in a few months, uh, 14 year old, and um, was tough because a lot of fears, a lot of problems. Um, Sometimes we didn't have uh, food enough to eat. Uh, we need to, you know, but in that moment, how important was the people you know, that uh, met you because some family that helped us. And um, yes, was uh, you, you, if you wasn't smart enough to find a way to survive, I think that happened after in football. That is why the Argentine people is, or the Argentine player are so, um, we show this capacity to to adapt in every single place and of course uh, how we are competitive and and smart to comp how we compete i think is because uh, how we grow no in the on the, when we were a child absolutely yes um i want you to explain to me a bit more about energia universal mm -hmm. universal yes, energy yes universal energy yeah i like the yes. sound of this Yes, I don't know if it happened with another person or people. And when I was child, and I don't know from where arrived in my in my brain, in my mind. I always believe in this energy and always believe that when you dream and when you think and when it's, uh, you become obsessed in your mind uh, to find something, on the end, I think this energy is going to conspire to, to, to provide you. You know, and uh, when I was child, uh, believe that. But I don't know if some people put in my in my brain uh, this idea or, or was my own idea. I don't know how find this this way to to believe in that. So, is it an energy within a person, or is it a kind of wider think, force? Is it no? I think it's the, the energy is there. It's only if you believe. And you. Yes, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's about all. It's about you. If you believe or not, um, you know, I think it's there and you take if you want, if you don't want, I think it's going to, to disappear or, or that doesn't exist for you if you don't want to see this energy. I like that. Yes.
And, and, and does that energy translate into a power, into a, a force for good, if you channel it in the right way? For me, yes. And I, I really believe that that uh, exists. And because it's plenty of things that, that happen in my life, that it's like a deja, deja vu, deja vu, deja vu. It's like a, you believe that um, situation that happened when you believe that say, oh, but I remember that that is going to happen. Mm. You know, it's like a, you creating your mind. Uh, your future okay so i mean we sometimes say destiny or self-fulfilling yes. prophecy that if you say and do something enough it, it happens um and equally i like the idea of serendipity like these things coming together at the right moment what i want to know is is that is this um energia universal is it in places or just in people like what I mean is, when you arrive... No, it's there. It's everywhere. It's everywhere? It's everywhere. Okay. It's everywhere. So you see, can you identify it in people? Like, did you see it in yes. Harry Kane? It's some, no, yes. <laughs> some people yeah. have good energy. Some yeah. people have no energy. Right. Okay. Yes. And yes. places? What about like, Yes, places clubs? are, are spe special places. Yeah. Um, Espanol for you? Yes. Maybe? Yes. I think we create the special energy in Espanol or in Tottenham. Okay. But, uh, but so you know, it's it's a sometimes okay. it's natural energy. Like mm -hmm. uh, if you go in some place in Argentina, like uh, Patagonia or mm -hmm. Cataratas del Iguazú, it's a special energy that are, are there and you can, you can feel, you can touch um, this energy. But and then it's different places that you can create with your energy that energy. Some, in some places that are not energy and you need to create that energy. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, in many places happen that all depend how you are and, and what do you believe, you know. And does it mean if some players don't have the energy, that can they change? I mean, can you as a manager bring that out of them? Or is it just a longer process? No, I think you can change uh, quick the energy of in some place, uh, depend of you and depend of the people. Um, I think always uh, um, the the energy um, uh, you need to mobilize, mobilize the energy. Yeah. I think we need to um, um, in some place our energy, in some place are not energy, but in some place our energy that uh, doesn't move. You know, and you need to move the energy, mm. and that is feng shui. It's many things that you you you, you know. It's very complex situation that. You create in your mind, and you believe that this uh, energy universal is there, and you need to use in in your uh, to take advantage. But <laughs> you know, sometimes happens, sometimes not happen. Sometimes mm. it's. Uh, but if you believe, I think you can use. So we have quite a basic um, version of this in in our family, where we say some people are radiators, yes. some people are drains, some people energize exactly. you and warm you, some people sap you. Sometimes you leave a situation and you feel drained and you don't know why and it's because of this interaction you've had with somebody. So they say you have to surround yourself by radiators in life, not drains. But it can't be that simple in football because sometimes you get a great player <laughs> who's yeah. a drain. How do you deal with that? It's not simple because it's a, uh, it's a lot of uh, circumstances and a lot of uh, people involved in, in a football club, you know? And and then it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's about... Uh, who is the the most powerful, you know, uh, mind or, you know, or, or if you have the energy enough to change 
all this this uh, situation but uh, you know i think it's plenty of things if we go to talk in the reality yes if you are talking about one player is um, yes you can have amazing energy and try to create energy in this room but and then the player is going to live not only in this room in the changing room uh, with the president with the family with the asian with the journalists and i think you are going to move in different places that have different energy and how is going to be affected this player of course uh, that is why uh, it's so important to create that energy in uh, the whole environment and 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 to try to you know um, to create a happy environment to work in the best way uh, that is the most important after if you want to success because i think all is about uh, you know if you are happy and you enjoy your your job and your life and i think the thing is going to be better for you it feels like you have to have a lot of emotional intelligence to be a decent football manager that you can't do a one-size-fits-all approach to your players. You have to be perceptive and, and really understand each individual player in order to bring yes. out the best in them. Do, do you have the luxury of time to do that with each person? Are you, are you able to identify? Because I, you, you've said before that Marcelo Bielsa kind of inspired you, if you like, to nurture these young players. That's certainly a reputation you've got, bringing these young players through the ranks and and being maybe father figures too strong because you're still very young. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, like a big brother to them almost and just helping them through a process. Is that a responsibility you feel as a manager? I think it's our responsibility like a coaching staff today. Uh, before the figure of the manager or the coach was so big and, and of course, today it's about the, the coaching staff. I think it's, it's so important. Of course, um, always you need to identify one uh, ahead of this group uh, or the face of this group but I think it's so important today to have uh, uh, the best uh, coaching staff that you you can and, and then uh, to share this, uh, these ideas and, and philosophy to help the player today to, to inspire them because what happened today in, in life in the society today is uh, difficult for the kids to, to be inspired because uh, you know all the input that received through the to the society is uh, don't think too much, uh, only act, you know. And, mm. and today you need to help them to, to, to use uh, their brain and what they are doing, what they are doing, um, start to, you know, to keep the, this. Um, of course, that the transformation of the society and the transformation of these times on, on life, we are 20, in 2020 and it's completely different than the 1990, you know, 30 mm. years ago. But of course, we need to uh, to improve and evolve um, because uh, it's not enough today only to to teach them to play football or to help them to play football. Is is today is above professional, but I think it's more important um, this relationship, human relationship, how you are going to help like a like a person to to evolve, and because it's going to be key in the in the. Um, professional side you know and I think uh, our responsibility is massive today um, if you want to <laughs> to inspire people and to to be rem remember for your shop 
Of course, you are going to be remembered because you win titles or win games, but of course, in the way that you are going to help this this player or this person to be better every day. Um, the consequence the consequence to win or not depend of the talent, depend of many things. But I think our first responsibility is uh, we are going to coach uh, person. No, we are not going to coach player. And maybe 30 years ago, the mentality was different from the coaching staff. Okay, we are going to coach player, but the person, everything is in, is uh, allowed if uh, trying to, to, you know, to, to be successful and win. But today I think it's not, uh, it's not like this. In the Pink is sponsored by Bose, who've been perfecting the art of sound so that you can listen in unrivaled comfort. The new Bose noise cancelling 700s take it to a whole other level. So you'll always hear exactly what you want no matter where you are. Also, be heard like never before with their unrivaled four microphone system, which isolates your voice whilst cancelling the noise around you. Pretty cool, huh? Always stay connected with Bose's first-of-its-kind augmented reality function that will change the way you think about travel, exercise and learning. And never be caught out because they have an excellent 20 hours of battery life. They come in black and silver, so you can work them around your style, your little fashionistas. And you can treat your ears with the Bose Noise Cancelling 700s. It's a sound experience like no other. Now, back to the interview. It feels like there's been a shift, though, of power over to the players, uh, particularly in the last few years. Does, how much harder does that make your job? Because it, 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 particularly if the clubs, the board, see the power with the players... Does that kind of undermine your role in terms of developing and, and bringing together a group of perhaps disparate characters? Uh, to be to be honest, uh, we didn't feel that. Uh, we feel that the players want to improve and want to are always open to to learn. And in Espanol or in Southampton or in Tottenham, in our last last uh, club, I think the players were fantastic in, in the way that they wanted to to improve and. And you know, um, I think that the, um, the relationship in between the, 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 the coaches and, and, and player, when it's natural and when you um, the approach is um, without egos or without um, you know um, some interest that this is is not uh, natural that the interest is only to help them to be better uh, in every single game. And I think when you connect like this, uh, only you are going to get the benefit and and the relationship is, is so uh, natural because um, we talk the same the same language. Mm. Football is only one language, of course, English, Spanish, Italian, French, or I don't know. But when you connect with this language that you want the best and they want the best for you, and I think it's not... Uh, it doesn't exist this this problem uh, in that case, no. Maybe you just need to get them young enough. Then they're, they're malleable. There's, the ego hasn't had the chance to set in. Yeah, but you know when it's, the ego uh, start to appear is is when uh, the club started to make a mistake. You know when people that is not football people start to be in the middle, the ego start to appear Agents. because I. No, but that is is necessary yeah. today. Uh, Asians. Uh, born people uh, you know that work in the club when you defend yourself is when the people when you 
um, feel that the people is in front doesn't understand you, you know, and so start to protect you. But when the people see you how you are, you really are, you don't need to defend of the of the people. That is why it started to appear all the problem when football is not managing for football people. The problem start, mm. and today um, the problem is. Uh, um, the clubs are companies that need the benefit and need to get the benefit, you know, financial benefit. And when the people believe that can manage people or players and, you know, and start to the problems to appear. But, you know, that is the balance that you always need in now in football because the football move on and the club are completely different. And today, is, is, I think it's going to be difficult to in the future uh, to have uh, Ferguson's or Bengers, you know, today is max five year and a half like us, <laughs> or I don't know, is it possible uh, to arrive again because everything changed, but because the people that manage food will change and we need to adapt, uh, not changing our approach because I think we are not going to change, but of course to understand that uh, food will change. Interesting that you pick out those two because do you see that we won't have more of the likes of Ferguson or Wenger in terms of tenure, in terms of length of tenure or in terms of style of management? Because I wonder with this, you know, I know you say you didn't see it at Tottenham, but you're certainly seeing it at other clubs that that there is, you know, the, the balance of power may be shifting slightly. Could you ever envisage someone like Ferguson um, taking control of a club? If, that kind of character. I, th- I think Ferguson was a, was a special mm. uh, guy, but I think it's like uh, maybe I changed now uh, complete. No, if this say uh, uh, it's a sentence. He say um, always uh, in be- in behind a good man is a, is a great woman. You know, claro or, que sí, claro que sí. No, yeah. you know, <laughs> absolutely. Or in behind to a, a great, great woman, woman is a great great man, man. or exactly. another great woman. Or maybe, maybe. or yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, agree, two hundred percent. And you know, and in in football is the same. Is is a great coach need a great coaching staff, mm. great staff, great player, great uh, president, chairman, sporting director, mm. and everything. All and the elements have to be there. All the elements need mm. to be there. And Ferguson uh, was great. Of course, but in the year seven, won a title. In the year seven, and that's crazy. That's yes. like a lifetime in these exactly. modern day terms. But today, who is going to have seven years to <laughs> time to spend in a club to to exactly. win a title? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and because in, in behind him was amazing people that really believe on him. Mm. When you really believe in some people, okay, you need to only to wait because the vision of the football club. It's only for in this moment for Ferguson, but with people that help a lot and add the the knowledge on the on the club. But that is today in football, I think it's so difficult because we want. It's like the kid; they want this, and until they don't get, they are not going to stop. And in football, the same. Uh, you sign a manager, you say, and but you want to win, and or the, you want the player. Um, the first day, uh, you know, to performance in the way that you want, and everything changed. But you know, that is the society that we need to to accept this business today, and and of course uh, to adapt in this circumstance. Mm-hmm. 
Who do you admire the current crop of Premier League managers? Who are... Who, you, who do you most admire? Maybe not just the Premier League, but, you know, globally, who really stands out for you? Managers? Yeah. For me, Roy Hobson. Yeah? Yes, I love him. Um, um, the, his character, his personality, of course, I'm not going to talk about football. He have more knowledge than everyone in here. And maybe he doesn't have the, the title that another, mm. the trophies, <laughs> but I really admire admire him. Um, um, he's a, a real football people uh, with the value that uh, I, I love. And he's supposed to be a really nice guy. Yes, he's a gentleman. He's a, a pure gentleman, professional. You know, you enjoy talking. He talks about always... Um, we're not ego, we're not mm. trying to show that he is in football for 40, 50 years uh, in, the, in, the, in this business. And that, I think, that make him a very successful manager. What do you make of Jurgen Klopp and what he's done? Yes, I love Jurgen. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love, uh, he was lovely when uh, uh, I left the, the club, I think was amazing his message. Um, I really appreciate his message. Um, and what show how to you? He, me yeah. he messaged to me mm. and it was, uh, was amazing message and show how his quality, not like a coach because everyone can see the, the quality like a, like a coach, but uh, like a human being, I think um, have my full respect uh, more more now than than on the past, of course. And any of the young, well, more recent players that have gone into management, like Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard, what do you make of their progress? Yes, I think it's uh, uh, the English uh, manager today, the young English manager. Um, um, I think they are peered with with power. I think is uh, they. I think have the influence of. Um, the European people too. I think before was close. The the English football was uh, closer. You know, it was difficult to came here and to and to share and to mix. But today, in the English football, is with the influence of many European uh, manager. I think, and they were more open to listen and to see and to discover a different style of football i think they have more um, are more rich in their capacity to 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 coach you know in mm. in their ideas and methodology because i remember seven years ago when when i arrived to southampton i was uh, i remember that it was the player where say oh uh, the first few minutes, always we play 7-11, 7-11, and that was the classic, no? English football, put the ball, you know, mm. long ball in, uh, in behind to the the fullbacks, go to press and start, you know, the approach was always like this. And to change this mentality was very tough from the beginning in Southampton, but today I think we can uh, th see different style in football in England that, that make, uh, for me, the Premier League the best uh, league in the world. Mm. A league that you never actually played in. You, as a player, you never came here. But would you have liked yes. to have played in it? <laughs> I would love to to play. I, I remember that was my teammate uh, Florian Radichoyo that signed for West Ham. Uh, we were playing in Espanol together, and said, "Mauricio, that is the football for you." 
because it was a, a brave football, uh, mm. you know. Tenacious, quite feisty. Yes, that you you know Physical. the referee the referee allowed you to do something and sometimes. <laughs> uh, naughty. Yes, naughty. And I was naughty playing peligroso. football. Peligroso. Peligroso. Yes. Um, but not peligroso, but not dangerous, but you know, naughty to be naughty. <laughs> and I say, well, that was my football. But I, I remember that uh, have some possibility to to sign, but on the end decide to to stay in Spain and then to move to France. It's funny because your 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 pl your style as a player feels quite different to that as a manager. Do you think that's just you part see, of, I, yeah? I, you was, you know you were kind of I had a style to, to when I was playing. You feel more kind of maybe tranquilidad, more calmer as a manager, maybe maybe driven more by emotion, whereas as a player, more physical. And, you know, I remember that story where you took out one of the old players when you first went, um, when you were like a teenager, when you yes. first signed for Bielsa, yeah. and you literally took him out. Tell us about that. No, I think... You did it earn respect, I think, maybe. No, I think it was, uh, you know, when I was a player... Um, I think it's similar that now, like a manager, you know, uh, I was tough, but I tried to show that it was all under control, uh, you know, okay. and and of course uh, I was very very naughty, and I I still <laughs> naughty, in like a manager, you know, but uh, I don't I don't um, I think um, to the opponent you you uh, you don't need uh, or you cannot show how you are or how you feel or what do you we are what you are going to do you need to do something and unexpected you know when the people you you need to surprise and in football you need to surprise people but of course uh, it's a plenty of history when i was player and and, uh, and of course uh, i can explain many 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 situations example but um, i think in in football you need to show your control i think it's you know Control doesn't mean that you don't feel. Control doesn't mean that you don't uh, are have inside yourself uh, the blood, uh, you know, going and running quick. Um, but I think if you are a player, um, is one thing. But when you are a manager, you need to have the capacity, you know, to be to be smart and to be calm. Because you need to take decision. You are going to affect the game if you take the right decision in the right moment. And for that, you need to be in uh, your brain cold or your mind cold, and you need to analyze everything that happened around you. Mm. But if you are too emotional or too, you know, too nervous or too, um, you know, excited, it's, it's impossible to take the right decision because you you are going to be there, but you are going to see what is going on around you. That is uh, the most important. I think that would be so hard, though. Like even as a fan watching, I find it hard to keep the emotions in check. And when you're a manager, you're at, you're at the side of the pitch and you're seeing everything unfold in front of you, but you you lack an element of control because you can't get on there and play. Do you ever feel like that? Yes, I think when you are a player, you you believe that you have the control and you you can affect different, you know, the game. But when you are a manager, you you are going to affect too. Mm. Um, I remember uh, one one example. I was in the touchline in Southampton and Artur Boruch, you know, and we were the the best coaching staff that we practice um, uh, to to build up from from back on the goal kick, you know. And, and we use uh, a system, you know, to try to 
to make difficult to the opponent to press. And was uh, I remember Luke Shaw close to me in the touchline and was alone. But the the keeper in that moment, Arthur Boris, decided to play alone or to play in another side. And I was like this, no, shouting him to play here. When he made a mistake because play and we lose the ball, <coughs> he divide the ball and lose. I turn. I look Tony and Jesus said, what is he doing, you know, uh, Arthur, because he was alone here. In this moment, okay, I turn and continues to play. He was a very experienced and great, he's great uh, uh, goal, goalkeeper. In the halftime, he came to see me and said, Gaffa, I know that you are, you wasn't happy in this situation with me. What? Yes, because you turn. And you say something to Jesus and Tony. Yes, you are watching me. How I can affect my behavior can, yeah. can affect. He was thinking during 45 minutes that I was not happy with him. How affect? He was an uh, experienced player. But maybe a young player you can affect and you can kill his game and lose his confidence. That is why how important is uh, to prepare yourself to you know, to be calm in the touchline. But that's, if you are so excited, shouting, um, you know, you can, first of all, you cannot teach the player from the touchline because they are not going to listen. I was a professional player. And when you are playing, you are going to do what you want. You are the boss when you have the ball or the, you are going to make your, your own decision. Uh, what, how I need to affect them, how we need to affect them is on the training session. There is when you have the possibility to affect. When you are going to play, you need to be calm and to try to to show uh, confidence uh, to the player that uh, everything that the decision they are going to take, uh, they are the best decision because uh, they need to feel free. And and of course, uh, to make some changes or to, to have this capacity to analyze what is going on during the game. No, that's it. To be shouting, running here, it's not going to to change uh, complete nothing, you know. And first of all, you are not going to help your 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 team. Very true. And by the way, if you could hear scratchy noises, then it was because uh, Poch was writing all of that down, drawing me a lovely little diagram, which I might just auction off afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that is management right there. Yes, that's that bit of paper, along with Bose in the pink, is sponsored by Tag Heuer, Swiss avant-garde since 1860. Excellence, precision and elegance. Their timepieces are designed for those who love challenges, which is a great fit for this podcast because most of the guests share that sentiment. I'm going to change the subject altogether now and ask you about Formula One because I met you at Silverstone and um, you were there with a mutual friend, Federico Gastaldi, from from previously of Lotus. And um, you you have an interest in the sport. Tell us why. I don't know. Always I was because uh, I remember in my own town in Murphy, um, it was, um, um, was a happiness to watch, uh, remember the Formula One. Because always was the, because it was uh, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, you know, because uh, the different uh, time there. And was always in the morning uh, to smell the coffee uh, with milk. Café con leche in my house and, and mate and some toast and watch the Formula One and listen to the, the machines and I remember that was uh, Lole Reutemann was for Argentina uh, the, uh, 
was uh, competing the driver and 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 of course was always was a dream one day to watch uh, in life uh, the formula one and start to follow from the was a was a child you know and and um, yes um, to be honest i always love the formula one no another race no another maybe uh, competitions but the formula one always was in my in my mind and um, and then when i moved to barcelona was a fantastic because in there in Barcelona in Montbello, uh, the circuit is the, the, the is very close to 20 minutes from my house and and was uh, was uh, easy to go and to visit the and to see and to and to live the, the experience. No, who impresses you from within the sport? Drivers, perhaps team principals. Oh, I think Ayrton Senna. Uh, you know. Uh, Juan Manuel Fangio, uh, you know. Present day? Who? Present day? Who, who now? Who now? Now? Yeah, yeah. You know, Fernando Alonso always was, because he was Spanish when I lived all my... His period in Formula 1, I was in Spain, in Barcelona. Uh, but of course, Hamilton is... is today, is, for me, is the best. And, and then, very young promise, you know, like uh, Carlos Sainz or... Leclerc, uh, or I don't know, different young that uh, start to appear, but now it's with 17, 18 year old, appear so so early in, in, in age, um, drivers that are with an amazing talent. There's been quite a lot of cross-pollination between football and Formula One. At one stage, there was even a, a partnership between Sauber and Chelsea. What do you think the sports can teach each other? Are there any kind of methods that you've seen in the pit lane, in pit stops that you think you could apply? Yes, we we met uh, people that uh, staff that work in McLaren, and you know, um, to share uh, ideas, to share preparation, to share the date, how they use uh, softwares, uh, everything that in football today is, is very evolve a lot, and you know, I think it's many things that you can learn from the the Formula One. Of course, it's completely different sport, but it's many many things. Uh, that you can apply the technology that they are using, and always Formula One wasn't the top ahead of every uh, another sport. And of course, it's uh, for a coaching staff like us always was a was massive to to learn. And we had the possi the possibility to meet the the staff of uh, McLaren, of course. And are you going to come to any races this year? I don't know. Uh, we'll see if we have. Time enough to to go. We have some invitations, uh, but yes, it's some some race that we love to to go and to visit because because it's not only the race; it's the experience, like uh, Bahrain or uh, Singapore or different no uh, place. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if we are uh, with time to to go. But yes, always is a it's a pleasure to to meet you there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you too. Um, I suppose much depends on your next big decision. Yes. And uh, it feels like your stock is high. You mean, you know, I heard some Spurs fans say that you gave their club an identity. Um, you gave, you, you put them on the, the sort of global, on the, on the map, if you like. Um, do you know what I mean by that? You, you gave them a sense of, of belonging and pride. That must give you a huge amount of pride. But in turn, with that comes a huge amount of collateral for you. You would say that, you know, 
you could pretty much choose where you go next. No, of course, I feel very proud about the, all our job in, in, in Tottenham. I think it's a, when you analyze our uh, time in Tottenham, I think plenty of things happen and all positive. I think to take in charge in a moment, in a crucial moment in a, in a club like Tottenham, um, how was five years and a half ago, and I think um, it's more than win a title. It's more to get to get to get the the, the final of the Champions League. Is because I think uh, with everything that the club was thinking uh, and uh, ahead to to do was was really really uh, scary in this moment because. To destroy White Hart Lane, to build another stadium, to play more than or two seasons how we play in on Wembley, uh, we play on Milton King in one season, we play in three different stadiums, and I think only football people know how difficult it is uh, to deal with all these situations, you know, and when we arrive to rebuild uh, the the squad and to to apply or to settle a new philosophy, new ideas, I think uh, was really, really tough. And and of course, I feel so proud to help, first of all, the fans, because I think they enjoy a lot. And then we show that with all the thing again, the, the, the team, uh, how successful we were, uh, you know, providing the club, uh, um, a different, you know, uh, level and put Tottenham in a different level, playing in Champions League during four season, um, being ahead always uh, Arsenal in the last three, four years, uh, when never happened in the past, in 23 years with Wenger never happened. And, you know, to, to that was um, an amazing legacy for, for us. Of course, that uh, it's a really shame because the reward wasn't how the people think, no? Because to win a title should be maybe the the, the, the best reward. Mm. But I think the legacy was the, the most reward. Today, uh, to have uh, the club or to have the facility that uh, have today Tottenham, that is more than win titles or more than another thing. And I think um, to left Tottenham in the situation that we left, I think is the is the um, for us. It, of course, it's a little bit a shame, mm. but in the same way, we feel proud that to uh, help the club to achieve what he, they wanted to, to to achieve. And not just the club, but the personal development of key players. You know, how much pride do you take from seeing Harry Kane blossom and and take you know centre stage as England captain as well when you've seen his performances? Yes, always we talk about Harry Kane and maybe. Mm -hmm. If, you know, Harry Kane know very well what uh, what we uh, we means for him and how uh, what he means for us. You know, because when we arrived, uh, was a massive decision to keep him with the team uh, five years and a half. I think uh, we really believe in him that can be a, a star. And uh, first few months were very tough because we needed to change his mind some pattern to. To pattern to move, patterns, no? patterns to move. Patterns of movement. No, patterns oh, of oh, movement, but in, in his mind too. You know, psychology okay, too. Right, okay, yeah. 
he was so strong, but uh, he needed to believe that uh, um, can be uh, the top player that is today. And he was in the last three or four years was on loan. Mm -hmm. And always, you know, sometimes the loan can be good. Sometimes the loan can drop in your uh, belief and in your confidence uh, because okay when you are alone you can be one time you say okay maybe because I need to grow I need to be to get experience but second and third because you start to feel that you are not good enough and I think when we start to work I think Jesus and all the coaching staff and, and us I seem to and after to be well, or to see uh, how he developed his career, and I think we feel so so proud to to be involved in in his key period, uh, you know, and he means a lot for us, and always is going to means a lot, and I think for uh, for him we means a lot for for him because we were key in his uh, key moment, you know. Yeah, yeah. That is the that is the point. That's the serendipity yeah, we talked about before. <laughs> These the stars aligning. Exactly. Um, I notice that you always say we, us, our. You don't say me. You don't make it about yourself. That loyalty is clearly a, a big thing for you, and having your kind of key network around you, people that really matter to you. Um, why is it so important? And 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 is this a sort of conscious thing that you've taken? the ego out of it for yourself so that you are a better manager as a result? No, I, I, I really believe that this today in football um, you need you, the best people next to you and they are going to make better you. I think it's um, today to be, a, to be a manager in my position is, is not difficult. Of course, maybe Jesus is, that is next to me is going to, to <laughs> say it's not easy. But I think he can't kick you from here. The table's too <laughs> exactly, long. Exactly, <laughs> it's too long. But uh, I think today, uh, when you talk about the best, the best coach, you know, and when uh, I was uh, in October uh, in in the best in Milan, uh, we were nominated for no uh, was uh, Klopp, Guardiola, and Pochettino in the in the FIFA award about mm. uh, the best. And you say, yeah, but this is complete unfair because in Guardiola needs the best staff to be better, club the same, and, and Pochettino, and all the managers, you know. If you, don't, if you don't have the best people, it's impossible. But for different circumstances, Jesus loves to, to work in the way that he works and loves to work with me, but have the capacity to be alone eh? and to fly, you know, and, and be... Uh, him the the uh, on the top on the, on the his uh, staff, but he love and we love to work, and but for sure Klopp or, or, or Guardiola have people uh, with the same quality and the same knowledge and the same capacity to work, and for sure uh, should be successful playing uh, working alone. Look. Uh, uh, Arteta now, you know that uh, uh, is in 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 Arsenal, um, but always I think is is so important to have um, to you know to provide yourself that the best uh, people and the best uh, quality and qu uh, qualified uh, um, professional uh, if you want to be successful in in your career, you know. Mm. No man is an island. That's what we say. No, no man is an island. No, exactly. Or woman. No, exactly. No, no. Yeah. Of course. And, and I, I really believe. Uh, I am uh, 
oh, I am here because of my, my people. Mm. Alone, you cannot do nothing. It's, it's, is, it, is it unfair yeah. then that they don't get the credit when it's due, but equally they don't have the same amount of pressure that you do when, when you're on the front line? You, you know, you're the visible one. Yeah, but I always I, I say when, because I think when they say, oh, Pochettino was very good. I say when they say Pochettino, it's like a, they used to say my name because they cannot use all the names. But I think when they say Pochettino, is Jesus, uh, Tony, Miguel, Sebastiano, Ross, the another, the another, the another. And always was my discussion with Daniel Levy. I said, Daniel, when the people price me, it's pricing you because you took the decision to sign me. They price you indirectly or indirectly, but they price you. You know, or Pochettino changed the club, or like this. Say, hey, hey, no, you change. You are the architect, and Jesus, you and all the board deserve the same credit because you trust in 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 to do the job, uh, and you sign us. That is, uh, you know, that was the the discussion. Yeah, well, that's very yes. modest of you, but you know, no, it's, that is true. To be honest, it's true. Of course, you know, I have the quality. Jesus have the quality, individual quality, and you know, when you start your career is. If something happened, why you start your career? But, you know, I think I really, really believe that it's like this. It feels to me like you need more of the Premier League and the Premier League needs more of you. I don't know. To be to be honest, I, I would love to, to work in the Premier League. It's, it's true that it's going to be difficult, but, you know, so now is a moment to wait and and, and we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, um, now is is a moment to recover it, to to think about yourself a little bit, uh, and of course being ready because in football always uh, something can happen and you need to be ready. And um, when I, if I appear the opportunity, and and of course I am ready, waiting uh, for the new challenge uh, with of course uh, with the belief and the confidence that the new challenge is going to be fantastic. And maybe you wouldn't have felt ready on November the 20th, but now after a couple of months out and to, to recharge the batteries, how important has that been for you? Yes, uh, I think it's, it's, it's important. Um, it's important to be a little bit and, and to see with more different perspective now football. During seven years, uh, we didn't have time. Um, to make what we because we were involved in football, but now I think it's important uh, to have this uh, different vision and and of course uh, always thinking in in to improve and be better and to provide and understand uh, if appear the new new challenge mm-hmm. new club what they expect from us and and try to like was Tottenham five years and a half. Um, I think we achieve more than they expected and hope in the, our new challenge happen the same. And, and how flattering is it to be linked to jobs at, say, Manchester United, because they have expressed an interest in you for some time? Yeah, but, you know, I was, in, I was in Argentina, I was in Qatar, I was in Spain, um, and uh, I have Jesus that follow a little bit the, the, the news, but I try to be away, um, but always arrive these these rumors and in football today I think all the the coaching staff uh, we we accept that uh, that rumor are there and and appear 
and I think we deal natural with all the, the rumours today. Do you know what though, even if the rumours are only started by fans, I think it's a big compliment that they're paying you, that you're yes. being linked to the biggest clubs in the world, absolutely. Because of the fans? Yeah, because it means that you're loved, it means that they want to see you in these big roles. No, I, I think that the, when you say before, uh, maybe Premier League uh, is going to miss more than you miss. Or, or no, I, th I say you, I think we both need yes. Premier League needs you, and you need it. Yes, no, I think. Great, I mean, it's great. I think I think the people need natural people, and we yeah, are natural yeah, yeah, people, very normal people. Yeah, and uh, there aren't enough of you. Sorry, there aren't enough natural people, authentic. Yes, authentic. People in this world. Authentic, yeah. and we don't say that we are the unique people, authentic. But we are authentic. We know act. We know do uh, nothing that we not believe. We are not actors. Uh, you know, um, we try to do what uh, the best for the for the companies, for the clubs, for the for the player. And sometimes it's against us, maybe, but um, it's how we are, mm. and we are not going to change. And what do you think about the English culture? Because I feel like the fans, you're right, you can't pull the wool over people's eyes. People can see and sense when someone's authentic and when they're not. What do you think about English culture? It's a, it's a funny place to be at the moment, like good and bad with Brexit, and it feels a bit of a strange atmosphere. But equally, the, the passion and the love and the respect is still there. It's underpinning it all, isn't it? Well, at least that's how I feel as a yes. as a sports fan in this country. Yeah. Maybe uh, because I now I feel uh, open and comfortable here with you. Uh, I was talking with uh, Conte uh, a few weeks ago, and he said to me, "Oh, now I realize, and in England, you know, the the culture of." Of the journalists, uh, or the uh, atmosphere is, is completely different to Italy or to, to Spain or to you know to different things. I say, oh, uh, now I realize, you know, um, and say yes. I think the culture here is, of course, uh, um, I think it's not easy to win or to be accepted for the this culture or for or for the. Um, uh, for the English people, because when you came from outside, it's like but happened in Spain or happened in, in, in different countries, no? But I think in the moment they, when you realize that the people is authentic and is uh, is professional and and I think uh, have worth um, or is good for for the for the country or for the football. I think it's, it's very well accepted and and you feel the love. I think in, after seven years we we really feel um, appreciate for the football people, for the culture. I think we love the culture and and I think we feel so so happy on on England. Of course that we were living in Southampton and now in London. Um, the good thing that we we met people from different places in in England. And uh, I think the people is very nice, very polite, is very, uh, very well educated, and and of course we are enjoying the life here uh, a lot. I mm. think if we move to to Europe, I think um, we are going to miss England for sure. No, that's good to know because it's not. I mean, I, I'd sense as there is a feeling that you have to earn the trust both ways. I feel I feel that our culture here is a little bit like people try to trip you up. You know, people are looking to trip you up, maybe journalists, maybe that's what Conte was referring to, that there's there's just a bit of an undercurrent. But <clears throat> equally, when people know 
that you're the real deal, they respect that. Yes. But 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 that that takes time. I mean, that's like as that, you say, five yes, and a half years. That takes, take time, and they and, and take time for that. us to to yeah. adapt ourselves to the you mm-hmm. know. Um, when I arrived, we, we arrived first season. It was crazy oh, to see the, the uh, Boxing Day, Christmas period was the most busy period in in the Premier League in the in the year, and it was re- difficult for us to accept because uh, we came from Europe or me from Argentina, and always Christmas was sacred. It was stopped during 10, 20 days. It was holidays. Yeah. But after the first season or second season, we said we love to play in Christmas period. Uh, it's amazing uh, the atmosphere on the stadium, and we say we cannot change that. I think if we are going to vote if change or not, I say we need to respect that culture because it's because that is why you are different. You drive in in a different way, you know. Uh, um, on the on the right, uh, in the Europe we, we drive on the left. You know that is why. It's all right. All the way around. Yes. Yeah. Please don't drive on the wrong side of the road here. It's <laughs> scaring me now. Yeah. No. You mean the city? The city is on the other side. Yes. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. The city is on the other side. It's on the other side. Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> no, you need to adapt. You know, and that is why you are different. Yeah. And England is different, and well, the culture to, I mean, is different. It's, it's a it's a strange one, and I guess that's why Brexit's happened. But that's a whole other conversation. But it it yeah, we're a funny old mix, the Brits. We're a funny. We're like I think underpinning it all. There's love, but maybe that's just me being an old romantic. Um, final word just on Spurs because you still have ties with the club. Both your sons are involved there, aren't they? Your sons are involved at Spurs still. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. As a sports scientist, is one of your. Yes, Sebastiano. Yes, but he left the club when oh, we left. Oh, yes, he's yes. got a, okay. And but your other son is he still yes, playing, he's playing there? In the under twenty three. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. so you still got a love for the club and and vice versa. I feel proud of the players that and and, and where they've yes, gone. We, and I think in in football you need first of all you need to accept uh, the club decisions. Yeah. And then you need to accept if you accept the club decision you need to accept the, the individual uh, people that work in the club to take their own decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, and for different circumstances. Uh, you know, you, you you take because you have different challenge or different ideas and what do you want in your life, mm-hmm. and you need to accept that. Of course, it always is a business, and always everyone need to be to get the benefit in in all relationship. But uh, but that is is life. It's know? life. It's life. It's, it's life. life. Well, look, I for one hope that you stick around in the Premier League and if you don't can you at least come to some Formula 1 races so that oh, we can see you of course uh, thank you for the invitation and yes maybe um, yes uh, if we um, start to work uh, as soon I think we are going to spend time uh, follow the Formula 1 that is going to be a great experience it's not a bad way to spend 2020 <laughs> yes. if nothing else comes up you got a Formula 1 ok <laughs> thank you so much for your you're time you're welcome really thank appreciate it appreciate thank you. You. Thank you so much, Poch. Fantastic company. Lovely to talk to you. And I think I can speak on behalf of all of us when I say, we hope you stay in the Premier League. Uh, What an asset you are to our great league. Um, Thank you for your honesty. And obviously there was much that he couldn't say, given that he's just left Spurs. But I think that he said enough just to show true character of the man and why he's so popular here and all around the world. So thank you so much, Poch. Now, don't forget, you can win those Bose noise-cancelling headphones and the Premier League tickets, thanks to Tag Heuer. 
All you have to do is let us know who your favourite guest has been and why. Put hashtag PL at the end if it's the tickets that you want and hashtag headphones if it's those. Thank you for your company. Speak again soon. This is Acast Recommends. Every week we pick one of our favorite shows and this is one we think you're going to love. This is Not a Drake Podcast is a new series from CBC Podcasts that uses seminal moments in Drake's career to explore the history and evolution of hip-hop, R&B, and black culture and unpacks how rap is evolving with shifts in gender dynamics. It's also about the rapper who's blurred genres and dominated the world stage and the larger hip-hop movement that made him. You can subscribe to This Is Not A Drake Podcast on the CBC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcast from the U.S. and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.